You've stopped in at the guidepost. Brought to you by the American Saltwater Guides Association. Stock up on gear, grab a coffee at the counter, and get ready to hear incredible fish stories from the best captains on the East Coast and thought-provoking conversations with stakeholders and policymakers working to protect these fisheries. This podcast is presented by Costa Sunglasses. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Guidepost. This is going to be a real quick one, um, rapid reaction deal. Hopefully, we'll get this out super fast um, so we can't make it that long so our editor uh, doesn't get mad at us about squeaky chairs and ruffling microphones. But we just got off the technical committee call, um, which is uh, really reviewed uh, and incorporated the harvest numbers from 2022 um into you know the calibrations and and how that increase in harvest in 2022 from the recreational sector uh potentially impacted the rebuilding timeline by 2029 so we have uh will post and our policy associate as well as uh cody rubner Ever, all three of us were on the call obviously tony here um thank you for listening and we're just going to dive right into it so we can get this uh we can get this out really quick. So, in looking at the in looking at the slide, because I don't want to not go off the slide because I haven't had a chance to really process this. The meeting ended like twenty minutes ago. Um, the the twenty twenty two removals reduced the twenty twenty nine rebuilding probability by eighty three to eighty six percent compared to twenty twenty one. So, I'm going to read that again. This is from the slide. The 2022 removals reduced the 2029 rebuilding probability by 83 to 86% compared to 2021. So I think that's the real poignant part of this. Uh, ASGA team, let's discuss. Initial reaction, everything is good. Let's, uh, let's pack it up. Let's go eat lunch. Things are good. <laughs> There's Cody. Uh, <laughs> There's the sarcastic asshole from the back of the room. Yeah. Will? What did you think when you saw that number? I mean, immediately we thought, A, there is not, there is a minimal chance that we rebuild by 2029, which again, that's been our entire goal with Stripe Bass over the last two years is to ensure that this stock is rebuilt. Because, um, I mean, looking at these projections, the probabilities that we could rebuild range from 3.8% to 14%. and uh, I mean, I don't know many betting men who would uh, take those odds. So as they as they projected out, um, after incorporating the twenty twenty two numbers, as they projected out, there were basically four scenarios, and inside those four scenarios. There was an 11.3% chance uh, in scenario one that we would get to the target in 2029. And then two, scenario two was 3.4. Scenario three was 3.6. Scenario four was 3.8. Yeah. And those, I, Tony, it's probably relevant to quickly kind of describe what those scenarios Yeah. Are. Yeah. Please do. Um, so there's, you know, one scenario just about um, what happens if we include the 2022 harvest uh, increase. 
The other three scenarios have to do with um, commercial quota utilization. And many of you guys may remember at the January ASMFC meeting, um, the the Stripe Bass Board ultimately punted on um, taking action on Addendum 1 commercial quota issue to conduct more um, analysis about whether or not maximizing commercial quota could affect rebuilding. Um, so that's what those other scenarios are based on. And there's kind of two more factors about um, whether we're using a constant F rate or kind of an average F, F rate, but um, that's that's getting deep in the weeds. And ultimately all of these scenarios um, are lower than a uh, 14.6% chance of rebuilding. So any way you cut it, straight bass are not rebuilding by 2029. Um, and that ultimately means that we need to take action or the board rather needs to take action at the May meeting. I guess, you know, Will, when, when people are going to listen to this podcast and, and they hear that number of, um, you know, uh, I'm just going back to the slide. Um, they hear that number of 83 to 86, uh, reducing the probability by 83 to 86%. That sounds like, you know, end of days, right? Like, oh my gosh, what can we possibly do? We already have a slot limit. We already have one fish. <clears throat> but when you listen to, um, you know, the, the, so to take, well, let me finish this thought. When you listen to the staff, you know, the people who we work with very well that, that ran these numbers and are very good scientists, this may translate into nothing more than tightening up the slot. We were, we were very, very happy to hear one of the staff members bring up how we rebuilt the stock in 19, to, you know, back, back to 1995, where they protected a year glass as it matriculated through the system. And we have this really great 2015 year class. And maybe it makes a lot of sense to adjust the slot as they move through the system. So, you know, if, if what we hope happens and that they initiate an addendum at the May meeting, what we're going to ask for is, is initiate addendum two. That's all everyone really needs to take away from this podcast. If they initiate that addendum, if they set a slot limit that removes the 2015 fish from harvest size, that will go a very long way to getting us to the target. And that's really, in, in my opinion, without seeing, we did not, we were not able to see, they did not provide numbers that said, if you take a 15% reduction, you have a 50% chance to get back to target. I did not and, see and, those numbers. And Tony, I think it's, you know, worth mentioning that that wasn't necessarily um, a specific ask of the TC. hundred percent. 100%. Yeah, like, like their main their main um charge here was to just see what the impacts to rebuilding were um and now we know that you know the probabilities are not good for rebuilding um 
So I got to, I don't know the exact process, but I got to assume that, you know, if the board initiates an addendum, we'll, we'll kind of, um, the TC will have some, some additional meetings to determine exactly what percent cuts, um, may be needed to successfully rebuild. Yeah, no, a hundred percent, totally not a criticism of the TC. I was just hopeful that we could see something like that. So we could give our listeners and followers, um, you know, a, a little bit more, uh, meat on the bone. Yeah. But again, I think the message right now is, uh, well, well okay. First of all, let me, let me go back. So people kind of understand what I'm saying. You know, the, the numbers in 2022, the harvest numbers rose so much because of that robust, 2015 year class, the base, the best, the eighth best on record being available in the slot. Okay. And we were, uh, we were hesitant to support the slot as much as other folks did for that exact reason. That, that was our hesitation because we, we knew that this year class was a really good year class and putting it in the slot is was a bad idea and that was kind of our we weren't against the slot we were against all the harvest effort coming down on the last good year really awesome year class that we had and it happened and um it took a couple years but it it happened and it happened yeah yeah boom yeah for sure and uh and tony that's i mean that's kind of the whole goal of what we're preaching on precautionary management, right? Is you have all these factors that go into, um, you know, your, your final outcome, but this is kind of one of the clearest paths towards rebuilding. And so <clears throat> there, there was discussion about a bunch of other factors that can have an impact, but why not take the cleanest and clearest route towards your major goal, which is rebuilding the stock? Yeah, no, no, for sure. And so so a, a staff member particularly brought up the fact that, you know, we were successful in 1995 by setting regulations that protected a year class as it matriculated through the system, essentially the last good year class that was available. And by doing that, we, we, we had the best striped bass fishing in a, in a generation in the late 90s. In in the early 2000s, wouldn't it be fair to call that proof of concept, my friend? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's kind of where I'm going. Like, we've done it before; we can do it again. So, so follow me on this. If the slot was adjusted to where, you know, in 2024, those fish will be nine years old, and we can look at what that you know average size is about how big they should be striped striped bass go grow relatively uniformly up to about eight nine years old you know it's once once they kind of get real real big that's where it, that kind of the wheels fall off as far as like how old are they how big are they but at nine years old we have a pretty good idea of how big they are and if we could remove them from the slot and protect them a little bit, that would probably get us to where we need to be without worrying about anything else, any other management measures. 
I think it could just be a little tweak and we would get, we would get right back on track. So any, any thoughts on that ASGA oh, team who listen? Yeah. I mean, Tony, I mean, you, we, we've been talking about that for a while now, even, you know, like again, that used, that was at one point a part of, um, of amendment seven to kind of shift or to provide additional analysis towards protecting those year classes. Um, you know, ultimately that got axed from the document, but you know, we're, we're seeing now that strong year classes have an incredibly, um, substantial impact on harvest and not necessarily, um, releases and discards, uh, because that those, yeah, I think with discard estimates. Yeah, harvest yeah, they, will harvest went up ninety-one percent, discards yeah. went up three percent. Yeah. This is so not we, a discard issue. Yeah, we're we're seeing relatively st- rel- stability in that portion of the fishery, um, which makes sense given it's a predominantly catch and release and opportunity driven fishery, right? Um I think the important thing also that came up in the meeting is you know one of these one of these awesome staff members kind of alluded to her biggest um fears that the board is going to take this information and be like you know this is preliminary or why don't we just wait for a stock assessment um and we we have the the writing is pretty clearly on the wall and if we delay even by one meeting we're not getting regulations in for 2024 um so the time the time to act is really now if we have any hope or goal of developing new regulations for the 2024 fishing season. I think, I think Will just nailed it. And I think any of the, you know, the, any margin whatsoever for the delayers and the naysayers has kind of gone out the window now that we've got this right. So there is no more, like like Will said, the writing's on the wall and it's pretty blatant. So now is the time to act. And I, I just I think any margin of like, oh, we should wait for this or this is what we should do next, you know, dropping down between fourteen, what was it, fourteen and three percent, those are both pretty damn close to zero in, in my eyes. So um I think now it's just very evident, very clear, and it's it's we gotta do something. I'm hoping that we do not hear at any point in time, you know as we have heard in the past, uh, well, there's really no appetite for an addendum at this time. I think that applied to a, a different topic beforehand, but there should be an appetite now. We should be pretty hungry to get this back on track because a 80-something percent decrease in our, our chances is vastly more than maybe the word significant can mean. Well, maybe so dr- let's pretend, let's dream a little dream here and pretend that a rebuilding plan uh correction vis-a-vis addendum two is initiated uh at the may meeting and and we will believe it believe us you know we will start a campaign to educate people on that and contact their commissioners and do all these things what we will ask for out of addendum two is a coin toss we we will ask for a coin toss, a 50% chance. Well, that's the minimum. I think, I think Tony, you and I would, and Cody all agree that in terms of precautionary management, you reduce an uncertainty by 
uh, being a little more precautionary. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. But, I, I, but I, I, the standard. The how standard dare you be so greedy and only ask for a coin flip? You. <laughs> yeah. Look, <laughs> but that's what but we're that's trying to minimum. get out of it. That's the yeah. reality. That's the minimum. Like, give them a chance. Yeah. Just give them a chance. Give them a coin toss. Right. Yeah. Get them back on track. Give them a coin toss. So, you know, we need at this May meeting for some conservation minded commissioners to initiate a motion for addendum two to amendment seven that will get striped bass back on track to rebuild by 2029 in looking at the numbers we're talking about tightening up adjusting the slot a little bit to protect this year class as it continues to matriculate through the system and probably nothing else so it's not a big lift it's not a huge ask uh it's just a, it's a tweak it's a tweak that reflects the best available science that we have on the species. It reflects management actions that have worked in the past. And it is desperately needed because we can't continue down this road. If we take a minimal cut now, we will not have to face a draconian cut in the future. And would you rather take a slight adjustment now or Lord knows what will happen when the next update to the stock assessment comes out if we don't alter the course now? I think everyone would feel more comfortable with their jobs being secure. I think the restaurants and the hotels and the marinas, everyone, you know, if we can do a little now, or we can do a lot later. So, you know, we have always been risk averse as an association. We have always asked for precautionary management. And this is a prime example of a slight alteration in direction right now will save us from a potentially devastating uh, course direction in a few years because look at the, you know, the big thing guys is 2024, the uh, stock assessment update comes out. It'll come out at the end of the year. Every state has different procedures in changing regulations. So if it came out at the end of 2024, we could, we would expect that alteration in course based on the stock assessment in 2024 to not materialize until 2026. If we start the addendum now, we could make this change in direction by 2024. It'll be a tight window, but we could do it. And that gives us two extra years to buffer any blow that we would take from continuing down this road of what we're doing now that is kind of unsustainable. Our, our focus as an association is to stay on the rebuilding path. And all, if by the grace of God, Addendum two is initiated at the May meeting. We are we are asking for the bare minimum. Give us give those fish a fifty percent chance. That's it. We're not we're not shooting for the moon. We're not fit just just a coin toss.
give us a coin toss, the bare minimum. So, I mean, I guess that we're, we're 21 minutes into this. We don't need to belabor the point. Um, I appreciate Cody and Will hopping on here. Any, any parting thoughts for people if they are listening to this and going, what the heck's going on? Will, like any, anything that you, you looked at and saw the numbers, anything like that? You want to kind of share before we go? No, I think I think we'll just reiterate the fact that if we don't change course right now, we are not rebuilding. ASMFC is not following its rules, um, you know, all the above. So we need to do something at the main meeting to get this fishery back on track and uh, ensure that it actually rebuilds. Um, I think from our standpoint, we'll kind of dig through dig through the meeting more um reach out to some of our contacts and um and kind of give everyone marching orders ahead of this meeting uh so you know i'd i'd just kind of leave it at right now we're not rebuilding but stay tuned on how you can help to get this stock back on um track towards rebuilding by 2029 and let me let me throw this out there to just throw a wrench right into the spokes of everything in conjunction with all of this in in conjunction with all of this 24 hours after the board meeting for striped bass is the policy board meeting and they're going to be talking about false albacore being managed and bonita and and atlantic bonita False Albacore and Atlantic Benito. So if you want to throw a high level of confusion for our advocates in the Mid-Atlantic and the Northeast who desperately want these fish to be sustainable, in the case of Albies and Atlantic Benito, have some management guardrails around them, stuff is going to get confusing. It's going to get a little complicated and we're, look, this is the way that I see it. I, I would consider the striped bass community in the Atlantic coast the most educated advocates uh, on the Atlantic coast, bar none, uh, from a from a recreational fishing perspective. And if we didn't think y'all could handle it, we wouldn't throw it at you. But there's going to be a there's going to be a double whammy of a message. This ASMFC meeting coming up in May is one of the most important meetings of any of our lifetimes, and. Uh, they're going to they're going to decide whether to whether to take action or not on striped bass and they're going to decide whether to initiate action for management for a false albacore in Atlantic Benito and that's all going to happen within 24 hours and it is not ideal but you know what you don't look a gift horse in the mouth i told uh, I'll, I'll leave you with this parting thought i kind of told uh, i told some younger people the other day you know they kind of were asking me about striped bass and and false albacore and all that kind of stuff. And I said, you know, somebody way smarter than me uh, is going to write a book about this in like 20, 25 years, you know, looking at, looking at books like Striper Wars um, and, uh, and, you know, just about fisheries management and the, and the fights for conservation on the East Coast and how all these fisheries are collapsing and we're trying to save what we have. And I said, you know, how do you want that book to end? Because we're right in the chat, we're right in the last chapter right now. So I know it's frustrating. I know uh, I know a lot of y'all are disappointed from you know maybe not feeling like you got heard uh, in in last efforts and and you feel like your voice doesn't matter. Um, but 
you know, I'll invite you all just to kind of help us write that last chapter. Um, cause it's happening and it, it's happening in the next month. So giddy up. Here we go. Um, thank you for listening to the podcast, everyone. Really appreciate it. If you have any questions, send it to comments at saltwaterguidesassociation.org. We'll be happy to answer them. If we read them on the air, you win yourself a free pair of coasters. And uh, take a deep breath, have a cup of coffee, because uh, we're going to need you coming up in the next little bit. Cody, Will, as always, thank you guys. I really appreciate it.